0: is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
1: And we're back on The
0: Blitz. Our number two,
1: 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on The Blitz Facebook page. Find The Blitz, click Like, You Are Good To Go. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is The Real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates 975. Can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 975. Missed the first hour. A lot of uh, Texans bashing. Usually I'm the one defending them, but yeah, I am i don't love them anymore, so I can't really defend them. Not your problem. Uh, somebody asked, I moved here in 14. Since then, all I've heard is the Texans can't draft. Is, is the problem that the team can't develop players? I guess both. You know, I, I think part of the draft process is evaluating guys that you can improve. So, you know. But, hey, we shall see.
2: You want to go through these other teams? Yeah. We'll I, go, we'll go in, uh, in alphabetical order. Okay. okay. And uh, it, we'll just go over a couple players that each team got that I think are interesting. And you can kind of let me know what you think of, uh, sure. uh, of these teams. Arizona uh, gets... Linebacker Zayvon Collins uh, from Tulsa. They get Rondale Moore, a an undersized uh, wide receiver who I, I actually like, but he seems I think sort ta- of like what, a luxury. Wasn't
0: uh,
1: Tavon Austin the comp when we did that yep. with him? Yeah,
2: and then uh, Marco Wilson, uh, a a corner and pass rushing cornerback were the biggest needs and. It's odd to me the Zayvon Collins pick is odd because you just took Isaiah Simmons last year, and I know Isaiah Simmons wasn't great in year one, but it it seemed like maybe not the move uh, to to go right after another linebacker.
1: He's a player though. He is, and, and
2: I think and you can get him on the field together. So yeah, well uh, Isaiah Simmons can play safety. We've kind of known that all along, yeah. and maybe they feel like
1: maybe he'll be better at that and. Uh, but I I like the pick. I like the more pick. The rest of them, you know, meh. Meh.
2: The Atalanta Falcons get Kyle Pitts. Obviously, we think he's a good, a good sports player. Yeah. Uh, they get Richie Grant from TCU. They get a, uh, sort of a a swing tackle slash guard, uh, from, from Michigan and Jalen Mayfield. Um, no other, no other real big names. They did take uh, Taquan Graham from from Texas, but what do you think of the uh, the Falcons' draft? Overall? Yeah, I,
1: I like Richie Grant. He's a guy we talked about last week. I think that they needed to upgrade the defense as well, and uh, I like I like the kid from Boise they took late. That Avery Williams. I think he's got a, he's got a chance to be a special teams guy and maybe eventually become a, a decent cornerback.
2: Yeah, I thought that Richie Grant was okay, but I thought Trevon Morig, who we talked about, is maybe one of yeah. the first picks on day two. Uh, was still available there so i thought that was a little bit strange and there maybe it would have been a good call to i'm not saying use like your first or second pick and i guess maybe when you look at how the draft turned out all the quarterbacks were gone by round three but not walking out of that thing with a eventual matt ryan at least bridge quarterback Under, understudy yeah is is probably not
1: yeah but i, I think the guys that you you probably would have looked at were gone, and and they have other needs. And I, I still think the Falcons can turn things around. Pretty, and they quickly. St-
2: they still are sort of in win now mode. Yeah, uh, the Baltimore Ravens: Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, uh, Odafe Owe from Penn State, Ben Cleveland from from Georgia, and uh, Brandon Stevens, cornerback out of SMU. Uh, also got Sean Wade, uh, the corner from Ohio State. So uh, a lot of a, a lot of players. I'm not sure if I'm in love with this. Again, I I give them the benefit of the doubts, although Ozzie Newsome not being there, I think, kind of changes the Ravens. Rashad Bateman doesn't strike me as a Raven guy. Um, And Owe, is he's got a lot of physical skills, but just hasn't really done it. So I'm not sure. Again, I usually give them the benefit of the doubt, but that was also Ozzie Newsome always getting the benefit of the doubt. I'm not sure how I feel about the Ravens draft. Well,
1: I, and, and I, I do like the kid they drafted from Georgia to play guard. Uh, I think that, that helps. He's he, he could be in that rotation. But He's a huge person, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he is. Uh, but overall, I don't really like anybody they drafted, but that doesn't matter because the Ravens always draft well. So I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and say I – think this will be a good class even though I don't like it okay
2: I, I'm kind of the same way I, I don't feel I, I certainly don't feel great about what they did but they're the Ravens so I tend to give them a uh, the benefit of the doubt uh the lowly Buffalo Bills they get Miami edge rusher Greg Russo uh who sat out last year Wake Forest edge Carl uh Carlos Basham Jr and then they got Northern Iowa tackle Spencer Brown and then they got uh, Tommy Doyle, another tackle, who I think is like kind of a swing tackle guy. And then Marcus Stevenson you mentioned. And uh, DeMar Hamlin I also think is kind of a player too.
1: I think that's the guy who can get on the field at some point.
2: Yeah, I, so I think the, the Bills overall, probably pretty happy with what they did. I, I, I don't think that they – I mean, Russo has such ridiculous upside, but he could also be just a total waste.
1: But if you get either one of those guys that they drafted to work out, I mean that makes a difference on your team that was already pretty good,
2: but Jerry Hughes and, and Mario Addison are both kind of elders. Uh, eventually, you're going to have to replace those guys. So, and then, it, it, like I said, Lance was telling me that Spencer Brown is a starting tackle. Um, I, I would have liked to see them get a, a a corner. They got Rashad Wild Goose like uh, a five, now. um, and they never took a running back, which I thought was going to kind of be a priority for them, but. Overall, I think it's a solid draft for the lowly Bills. The Carolina Panthers, um, I think they went in thinking that there was going to be, or I guess maybe we went in thinking that there was going to be a quarterback taken at some point. They get uh, J.C. Horn, Terrace marshall jr who I, I think is maybe a steal if he's yeah. healthy yeah
1: absolutely
2: um they they got tommy tremble the the tight end from notre dame and they got a, a line an offensive lineman from from byu they got chuba hubbard who okay well I mean, actually a, a name I, value i guess
1: I, I tell you why i like that is, is basically you just it's kind of like mandaloon you draw a line through last year if you go back one year this guy would have been a a really high draft pick he was he was one of the best in the country and it's
2: also kind of like it, it's he can't run between the tackle there's going to be some he, he's he a did, limited running back he did
1: fine two years ago i'm telling you this year this year i think was kind of a mess and uh but i i, I like the guy i think he, i think they got a nice player and you, you don't have to use him a lot you can use him how you want because you because you have you still have arguably a guy. the best
2: running back in the league yeah.
1: Yeah. At, at least for for now until he breaks again
2: uh, the Chicago Bears, who most people, like if most of the people I talked to, the first thing they said was, oh, "Bears won the draft. They had the best draft. I, I think they're amongst the best." Uh, they get Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields, which you know he, he's already a, a, an upgrade. Mitch Trubisky will be a fine backup in Buffalo, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I assume Justin Fields has some upside. I, I think that is real. I think if they can, if if Matt Nagy can finally work the magic on the guy that he picked, then maybe he can be something. Uh, they get Tevin Jenkins, who I didn't understand why he fell to round two, but apparently uh, there were some people saying there were reasons behind it. I don't know those reasons. I'm not I'm not an insider, uh, but I liked him coming in, and then they took another tackle with the third pick. So uh, they, they got a couple offensive linemen to protect Justin Fields. Probably a not not a bad way to walk out of there, huh?
1: No, and uh, and they picked up Daz Newsom from North Carolina late, who, who might be a guy that can get in the rotation yep. for them, and a cornerback from Oregon who, uh, you know, they they needed one of those as well. Pretty late, so I don't know how much he'll have an impact. I, I, I don't know if they won the draft. I think it all comes down to, is Justin Fields uh, going to be a player for him? I think where they got him and what they gave up to move up for, I think there's value there. There's upside. Yeah, you know, I'm always skeptical of Ohio State quarterbacks,
2: but you know I, I don't mind that move at all. The Cincinnati Bengals uh, take Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver. They got Jackson Carmen, and a tackle from Clemson, uh, Joseph Asai from Texas, and let's see if there's any other big names. Ty- Tyler, Tyler Sheldon from, uh, from LSU. I thought that was a pretty good pick. At uh, that Cam state. Sample, who's a pretty good player from Tulane, too, and they took a kicker. Uh, but what, what do you think of what the Bengals walk out of there? Well, with? I
1: love Jamar Chase, and I think that gives uh, um, Jose a big weapon. And we talked about not taking Penny Sewell. Well, I think Jackson Carmen. the gap between those two, maybe not as big as we think. And I like Osai's talent. He just – one of those weird ones when you watch him play, it's like the talent's there. He stands out, just doesn't make a lot of plays. So I, I also don't think he was getting the best coaching in the world at Texas, so –
2: I, I will say I think that uh, Jackson Carmen's a good player, but I think he's going to be an interior lineman in the NFL, which means you still don't really have tackles, and uh, it, it's it's odd. And then they traded out of their uh, their other pick with New England. They could have gotten Tevin Jenkins. They could have gotten uh, Liam Eichenberg. They had a couple guys. Um, that they didn't and then the Patriots got Christian Barmore which makes me want to throw up on top of it too Uh, and and
1: I I love Tyler Shelvin I think that guy's going to be a pretty good player for him then he wasted by drafting a kicker but that's okay all right let's take a quick break we'll keep it going it is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 92.5
0: On ESPN no ninety seven five, no mercy. you are listening to the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five and on ESPN ninety two five, live from the Veritex Community Bank studios. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the
1: Blitz. And before we get back to the draft, can I uh, I have to recant something that I said last week? Was it something
2: bad you said about me?
1: No, no, it wasn't anything like that. Uh, if you recall, I was saying that nobody makes good science fiction anymore, and it's an embarrassment to God and everybody. I have to retract that. What'd you watch? Uh, I think there is one group out there making great science fiction. The Blue Man Group. No, it's it's all these UFO investigative shows. I watched a bunch of Hanger One oh. yesterday. You can't make this stuff up. It's the best. No, you can't. Well, make no, it they up. are making it up. And, and as an uh, an ancient astronaut theorist, the more these I see, the more I think they're total BS. But I I mean, for some reason, I just love watching these shows because they they just skip over stuff. They don't question anything. They just say, oh, well, our investigation showed this. So I learned that the men in black really exist. And there were no questions about that. And I learned that all these incidents have actually happened. And, you know, that's that's proven. There's no doubt about it. So uh, if you like to be entertained, I mean, this is like a step above uh, uh, ancient aliens, mm-hmm. but it's entertaining. And I I, I found it to be... Uh, it was well worth my Sunday afternoon to go through and watch a bunch of them, but you have to, it, it's like, all kidding aside, it's like ancient aliens. You have to think of it as funny. And, you know, cause I, I was sitting there like, um, this guy apparently transported by the men in black to serve for the, some United States force on Mars. And then he, he was 17 years old. He served for 20 years and then transports back 15 minutes later. I'm like, you know what most of us call that
2: a dream.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get the Browns.
2: Uh, Browns. I I had as I, I thought they had the second best draft out of everybody. Okay. Um, I I thought it went really well for them. They got uh, Greg Newsom uh, with their first pick, the cornerback out of Northwestern, who I thought was very good. Jeremiah Osuwu-Cormola, who I thought was like a lock first rounder. Somehow they got him in round two. Anthony Schwartz kind of sucked at Auburn, but he's got the kind of speed that you know it, 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 you can find. You can find a use for a guy like that. Yeah. Uh, and then they they uh, who's the other guy? Oh yeah, the, uh, Tommy Togwai, the uh, the defensive tackle from Ohio State. They got a, an offensive tackle from Cincinnati. I don't know much about him. And he's
1: actually pretty good. You know, you, you know, I that the AAC I follow quite closely. I think he's got a chance to be. Uh, I would say swing tackle in the NFL.
2: Okay, so and then Demetric Felton, who's a a freak show on special teams, a kick returner. So I, I thought the Browns overall really came out of this thing really looking good. A couple really solid pieces on defense. And maybe a game-changer on offense in Anthony Schwartz if he can figure out how to be an actual receiver and not just a guy who runs fast.
1: Boy, the Browns have gone to be in a pretty sharp team in a couple of years. It's
2: pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah. Who would have thought we'd ever get to that point? Now
1: we know. Well, now the Texans are the, the old Browns. They're so the old that.
2: Browns. Vaquero de Dallas. See. Si. The, uh, the Dallas Cowboys get Micah Parsons. Love the pick. Kelvin Joseph, the uh, corner from Kentucky, Osa Adu, Odizu. You're, you're going to get me lying on how to spell the, to say oh. this guy from UCLA's name. Osa, we're just going to call him. Yeah. And then Chauncey Golden, uh, for Golston from Iowa, and Naishon Wright, Jabril Cock. They, their first six picks were all defensive players. All right, and and
1: I'll say what I say every year about the Cowboys. It, it hasn't always worked out, but they've drafted so much better over the last few years in, in terms of how they need... Their defense is a joke. So, what do they do? They go out and draft nothing but defense. And if a couple of these guys work out, that's that was all I was asking the Texans to do.
2: Michael Parsons was considered like one of the... I mean, it kind of... He went downhill a little bit uh, closer to the draft process, but they they were able to trade down and get Michael Parsons, who a lot of people were saying was maybe a top-five pick. I, I think the Cowboys did really well in this thing. It was a good—I mean, obviously defensive heavy, but and and some of their picks were just kind of weird. But overall, I think considering they traded down, I I really like what the Cowboys did. All right, uh, where where we're, what's next? The Denver Football Broncos. Bold
1: statement—they might have got the best defensive player in the draft in the first round. I like Sertan a lot.
2: I like Sertan quite a bit too. Um, I, I won't disagree with that. I like Javante Williams a lot. Yep. Uh, I, I actually think some. You know, they took back-to-back safeties and Caden Stearns and Jamar Johnson. I think both of them can play. Kerry Vincent can play a little bit. Overall, I, I, I think, and they had a, a, a lot of picks. Uh, and and like you said, I think Sertan's a star, and Melvin Gordon's probably gone now with a uh, Javante Williams coming in. I, I overall, I'm pretty. I'm pretty pleased. Obviously, you still have Drew Locke and, and Teddy Bridgewater, nah. which is unlikely to go very far until they
1: make the Deshaun Watson.
2: Right, but it, for a, for a team that could have used a quarterback, not drafting one, I think this went about as well as it could have. All right, the Detroit Lions, Detroit, um, the Lions are in a. Uh, They're they're like the Texans, but they had some picks. So do we
1: think the Lions are more talented than the Texans today?
2: I mean, Panay Sewell is basically, a lot of people would say, a a young Laramie Tunsil type. Maybe even better than Laramie Tunsil. Unfortunately, I wasn't really crazy about what they did with the rest of their draft. Yeah. Um, I think that he makes a big difference for them. I, I. you know, I, I think that they got uh, the, the wide receiver from from USC, uh, Saint Ross Saint Brown. I, I think is a, a nice slot receiver, but I don't know if they've got real. They didn't. I don't know that they got a real game changing guy. And honestly, I don't. I don't know too much about the the two uh, defensive tackles that they got. One from Washington, Levi Onwazunike, and then Aleem McNeil from North Carolina State. I don't know a whole lot about either one of them, but I'm going to say the, the Lions did okay because they. They, they got a guy who was maybe one of the two or three best players in the draft yeah. overall. Yeah, just the way the quarterbacks fell. Yeah, nobody – I mean, it, well, they didn't have to move up to get him. Yeah, they and, kinda... and, and
1: Pitts and Chase too. I mean, it, it was – the way it, – it, it just landed perfectly for him.
2: So that takes us to the Packers, who didn't have a good week last week. No. Um, it's probably not helped by drafting Eric Stokes in the first round. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, okay um i I don't know I, I I like Eric Stokes I do too I, think, I think a lot of people said he was a reach a lot of people were saying he was a second round player eh, okay I mean you, you took a second 29 round, overall you yeah you can. took a second round player with 29 overall yeah. all right uh they got amari rogers um who okay uh, I mean he's he's a he's a receiver you want more receivers you, you got one I'm I'm just I'm not in love with anything that they did really. I, they they, you know, like I said, Stokes is okay to me. I, I don't know that they've fixed this thing, and I'm not surprised still that uh, that that Aaron Rodgers is going to want out of there.
1: Yeah, uh, we've obviously talked about the uh, Texans quite a bit. Maybe we could We've
2: s- talked about them. Let's let's just go enough. Uh, for, for, we'll
1: get back to them later on. Just skip down to the Colts, where uh, I like Quitty Payne, uh, their first round pick. Uh, I think it's it's interesting to see what uh, you know. What I think it's a good spot for Sam Ellinger to learn to be a backup.
2: Yeah, I I, I think so too. I I was wondering where he was going to end up. That seems like a decent spot for him. I, I don't know what I mean. I guess they can have like some packages for him, like dual threat packages. But I mean, obviously Carson Carson Wentz is their guy now. I just thought that. You know, taking a, an offensive tackle in round seven or whatever is fine, but I I thought they were gonna they were gonna make something happen there earlier. Yeah, um, but it, it, they they waited a little long on that. So I, I can't. I, again, I like Quitty Pay like you do. Not real high on the SMU tie down. I'm Everything else, lie. I'm just kind of like, man, mm-hmm. they they did okay, I guess. Uh, your jacksonville jags i'll let you go Jaguars. first on this one uh
1: well obviously if you get trevor lawrence you, you've had a good draft you won the draft uh eddie N. I i like i i don't know that i, I would have taken him that high i think there were there were running backs that i like better that, as much that you could have gotten a third round and
2: they have a good running back already
1: yeah but i mean you, you can never have too many of those you just you see how hurt they get uh tyson campbell i like a lot i think walker little if he's healthy winds up helping that offensive line and um, yeah, I think the back end of the draft's a lot of projects, but I, I like what they did. They're, they're, I probably would have gone a different direction than Etienne, but I don't like drafting quarter, uh, running backs in the first round.
2: I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. That, that was my own. I mean, obviously, you get Trevor Lawrence. Everything it went all right, but that's my one beef is I, I'm, not, I'm not taking a, a running back there, especially for a team that already has a serviceable running back right now on the cheap. Uh, and may, maybe Etienne's better long term. He's got a little more get up and go, probably. If he
1: turns out to be an impact guy, then then it's hard to find running backs that can do that. So let's yeah.
2: hit, let's hit the Chiefs and then we'll hit the break. Um, didn't have a lot of picks. Uh, linebacker Nick Bolton, uh, an interior lineman, and Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma State, or no, from Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah, my bad. And, and then Cornell Powell, the uh, the receiver from from Clemson. I I mean, again, a team that didn't have to do a whole lot.
1: No, they needed to fix their offensive line, and they started that with the the Brown trade. Right.
2: So, yeah, when you consider that they got when when you consider that you know getting Brown, then you have to say, okay, it's a, it's a good draft for them, even though the hall of actual players, eh, maybe not I- ideal. Uh,
1: I think uh, Humphrey will be a starter for them. Oh,
2: uh, I do too. I
1: think he's 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 the kind of guy that now. He's got to stay healthy, but I like him a lot.
2: All right, let me tell you about Allstate windows and siding. You want the best rate, you call Allstate. And, guys, I did that. I was going to get one window replaced, a broken window. Turns out I got every window in my house replaced, and I couldn't be happier because not only do they look fantastic, and they do, my wife was able to customize how the windows were going to look. Uh, she, they, they measured, and they, they fit perfectly, which means they're sealed tight and i am saving 40% on my electric bill. And honestly, if you live in a in a neighborhood that's more than you know, 15 20 years old, you can drive by the houses and you could the houses that have new windows, There's just they just look so much nicer than the houses that have the old builder grade windows. It's if you're looking for resale, it's there. If you're if you're just looking to stay there and save 40% on your electric bill, it's worth it. Uh, they've got military discounts. They'll, they'll give you 25% off just for listening to our show. How about that? Uh, cash discounts 832 204 1936 or allstatesidingandwindows.com. That's Allstate Siding and Windows.
0: This is Hybrid Trophy winner in
3: College Football Hall of Fame,
1: Mike Rozier. And you're listening to ESPN 97.5.
0: Is the Blitz on ESPN 975 and on ESPN 925 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios? Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman.
2: And we're back on the Blitz. I was complaining about how I could have made even more on the uh, Derby. <laughs> I kind uh, of blew it. Well, you know what? Is this like I'm a the, novice. Is this the
1: last day Lance Airlines re- relevant nationally? Yeah, for a year. And he's probably
2: happy about it.
1: Yeah, but I, I bet she's not here till four o'clock again anytime soon. What's up, Lance?
3: I bet you're right.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, great job, man! I, I I followed all your stuff. Saw you on TV a few times. Uh, uh, just you did a fantastic job, brother.
3: Yeah, appreciate it. I appreciate it. We had some long, long nights here this last week. A so, couple more articles. One more article to go after today's article's done and the compensatory take article, and then uh, I'll be done. To focusing on you know really bringing this rocket home and try to get the first
2: pick of the draft so let's talk about your texans how surprised were you or did you kind of hear word that they were going to look at a quarterback with their first pick and Mm -hmm. kind of what i thought happened is they saw trask and mon go you know two of the three picks before them and they said crap if we don't get one now it's going to have to be ian book so they said let's just take one now. I, I where what kind of grade did you have on Mills and were were you were you as shocked as I was that they that they took the uh, quarterback with their first pick?
3: Yeah, I was very shocked. Um, I think it happened like you said. I think the Texans probably went in with an idea that they wanted him. Uh, and my guess is they thought maybe <clears throat> you know, they could trade back and still land him and maybe add some draft capital, but Once Trask and Mom went bang, bang at the end of two and early three, I think the Texans panicked and said, Well, we better get him now. So, you know, Nick can say what he wants about just adding competition, but clearly the Texans liked him a lot because you wouldn't add a guy that you consider to be just somebody you're going to throw into the competition when you've already traded a six round pick for Ryan Finley and you signed Terod Taylor, even if it's still a one year deal. You know, I think Finley, you plan on having more than a year. You plan on having Davis Mills, clearly, for the long term. And I just think it's strange when you consider the fact that at some point you're going to deal with Deshaun Watson. You're going to get some pretty good draft capital in return. You're not going to be very good next year, so you'll have a fairly high pick. It just seems very unusual to me to draft a quarterback who may not play this year and then by the time he's ready to play or could really truly compete for a starting job Um, you could be ready to draft another quarterback, and if you don't, boy, you better—you don't draft a quarterback, then you you better—you know—you better wait until you find one you like a lot, and or you you better—you know—hit on Davis Mills. So I had a grade on him. I had him in the hundred and I think hundred and tenth ranked player in this draft, which would have been a third round pick. I didn't think he went anywhere unusual. I thought he'd go sometime mid two to. To, to early three, the shoulder, I thought there was a decent chance he could be the first quarterback off the board, if not for a little bit of a shoulder issue medically. And there is a medical issue with the shoulder, uh, which, or he would have been, I think, the first, uh, quarterback on in the second round. But, you know, I just, I felt like he'd be a great pick for somebody like Minnesota or Washington to draft and develop and see if you can mine for gold there because he came out as a highly regarded five-star quarterback and and injuries have and injuries. And, and, you know, he just, he got out, beat out by KJ Costello early on, but injuries have short circuited the amount of time he played. And of course this year there was, there was a COVID reduction of games, but it's very unusual to me in the Texan situation. And, And like I said, Kirk Cousins is in place already. Why not draft a guy? Say he's the backup, and just see what you have behind him. With the Texans, you, you already know you're going to have to find a starting quarterback. So, I just felt like that pick didn't show a lot of foresight in terms of whatever a you know a future plan is. Well,
2: what would have to happen next year for the Texans not to take a quarterback with their first round pick, which will probably be a yeah. top five pick? Like, if, and Fred said this earlier. The the only way Davis Mills keeps the job is if the Texans aren't picking in the top five, and it's really hard to picture that being the case. So unless Davis Mills is like mm-hmm. this really special player, I mean he would have to he'd have to win seven eight games I think for them to even to to not draft a quarterback again. And if well, they do, he would it's have a to waste. Show
3: something to them, AJ. It, it might not be in games. It might be in three games, but he would have to show something to them in the practice in camp. Like they would have to have some insight in, into, uh-oh, we, got, we think we've got something special here. Um, that's the only way you're not drafting a quarterback next year, I would imagine, is if you re- or you don't just like the quarterback board. But there's no way that you can project a quarterback board next year. Not yet. I, I don't think. Even, I can't because I'm not that far along with all the different players um, who are going to be draft eligible next year. Maybe the Texans are. Maybe... That's why they did this. But Nick Cassero will never tell us he hasn't answered the question as a Texas GM yet. He hasn't answered one single question or given one single piece of information at any press conference up to this point. And it's a little frustrating. This is kind of an aside here. I sit there and listen to and watch all these different GMs answer questions before the draft and after the draft and give their fan bases information and just some direction on what's going on. Sometimes you don't like the answers but at least their answers. The Texans fans can't even get an answer. Like, they can't even get an answer. It's, it's coded speak, and it's a word salad, and you can't even get an actual answer on an actual question. And it's a little frustrating just to sit back and watch and and, and know that it, not just as a media member, it, but as somebody who, I, who wants the Texans to do well, you really have no, I mean, there is no personality right now from the Texans at all. There's none in the front office and the, on the field, there's nothing, and you have no answers. So, I'd love to know what the thought process is there. I'd love for Nick to share some stuff. I don't think it's a big guarded secret that's going to prevent him from getting draft capital for Deshaun Watson. But here we are. No, can't get an answer on anything. You just have to get work. You just have to get a, a combination of words that don't really give you any answers yeah, to anything. But that's, that's the Patriot way. That's, that, you know, that's you gotta, not true, Lance. That's not true at all.
1: We're just trying to create competition, right? It, uh-huh. It's about the yeah, draft board, right?
3: Creating <laughs> competition. That's, that's what it is. So, and listen, I'm all for creating competition, but it's okay when somebody says, hey, what do you think some of the positions are that are pretty good? If you want to keep quiet that you love Davis Mills, but don't say quarterback. Or you could say, you know, a quarterback has, obviously there's a lot of guys at the top of this quarterback class that are pretty good. Um, we think interior offensive line has some guys. Yeah, every other GM answers these questions. Charlie Cashley answered him. Rick Smith answered him. This isn't Brian Gain answered him. This isn't brand new to answer questions. And so you know, this is just this is kind of a separate thing that's really irritated me. Is that there is no you don't have to be totally transparent, but it's okay to be honest with your fan base yeah, for, yeah. for a team that's losing relevance at a rapid at a rapid rate. Uh, word, so people word are no longer caring about
1: you. Yeah, word salad was a perfect way to describe it because that's all he does, and it just talks in circles, and it's. It's frustrating. And, it's
3: intentional. Like oh it's yeah. not even, yeah. Yeah, it, it's an intentional
2: thing, too. The uh, The Texans then trade up an absurd amount of draft capital to, to, <laughs> to get Nico Collins. Uh, first of all, what do you think of the pick? And then what do you think of what they gave up to get back into the third round? We talked this last week. We said there's no way they trade up. If anything, they're going to get yeah. more picks. Uh, it's, it's just a, a crazy thing. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's shocking, and it's, and it's when they did it, how they did it, and a couple different draft picks to move up. Look, who the pick is, I like, I like Nico Collins. I liked him as a second round pick, a mid to late second rounder, a uh, big guy, a ball winner. He's physical. He's, strong. he's not going to run a lot of separation stuff underneath. He, he, he's kind of tight in the hips, so he didn't get out of his brakes well. He's going to wear coverage quite a bit underneath. But when you get him down the field, I mean, honestly it will this might be an indicator that the Texans are looking to do a little bit more um, you know a little bit more wide open layered passing because what he fits in is something that's more like shanahan ran or more like the you know the outside zone play action stuff that uh, uh, Seattle runs it, because that's the kind of that's kind of wide receiver he is he's a build up speed wide receiver it takes him a while but once he gets going, he can run for a big man. And uh, you want to see him on crossing routes. You want to see him crossing the hashes uh, on those over routes and and some big routes. You really don't want him having to, you know, have a multi-breaking route because that's not what he does well. He's going to be covered all the time if that's the case. But he's strong. He's physical. He wins the ball. He's competitive. I like the player. Now, he didn't play this year. He opted out. And When he went to the Senior Bowl, I thought he had some moments but also struggled to get open at the Senior Bowl. He's a little bit rusty but how they went about it not a fan just not a fan i'm a fan of getting the guys that you really covet and target but when you have such limited draft capital i don't think it's a bad thing you know to stay the course and say look if we get this guy we get him if we don't we got to have a contingency plan where we like you know player a or player b i guess nick did say during the during the draft press conference that one of the things he did say is that he thought um that this year's medical process and, and that there just wasn't enough information on a lot of these players, and it was better, better than having a bunch of draft picks would be having a bunch of um, free agents and short-term you know, contracts. So basically this year is just kind of a Garrett Wallow in the sixth, fifth round. He's a special teams. He's a backup linebacker and special teams player, good tester. Roy Lopez may or may not make the team along the
2: interior. He's a seventh-rounder. Um, did Lance, else, of, no, uh, Bre- that's Brevin Jordan. You didn't, you didn't hit on him. Oh, the, f- Jordan, the fourth tight Brevin end Jordan. they've taken in four years. I thought
3: Brevin Jordan was, yeah, exactly. I thought Brevin Jordan. Well, I think it's the end of Kahali Waring, to be honest. Yeah, and I think, uh, which means, you know, totally wasted third round pick from 2019 draft, and then you have um, what was it 19 or 18? That's 19 draft.
0: Yeah, 18. And to to then you Aikins
2: have. Yeah,
3: Jordan Thomas gone Yeah, Kali Warren, I think, is going to be gone. And Brandon doing got drafted where I thought he should have. fifth round. That's kind of who I thought he
2: was. Uh, you mentioned the Garrett Wallow uh, draft pick. Have you heard that the Texans traded up to 170 to get Nate Hobbs, and then he, he got taken at 167? Did you hear about that? No, I have not heard that. Yeah, I've, I've read from a couple people that the Texans traded up in that spot because they, they wanted Nate Hobbs the corner out of Illinois because he yeah. played for Lovey, And then the Raiders yeah. took him at 167, so the Texans were like, damn it. Well, I guess we'll take this Garrett Wallow guy. I mean...
3: Uh, yeah, that's not good if that happened. I think, once again, I think Nick is going to look back at this draft, and he may end up being a great GM. He's going to look back at this draft and say, this is not good. This is a bad draft for me because the way I handled it wasn't good. Um, the way that I went about it, I'd like to have it over. Ballard said he did that in seventeen. He wishes he had that draft is totally different in seventeen. It happens if you humble yourself. You say I made a mistake. It wasn't my best effort, but um, you know the next year I'll have a better draft. Ballard came back the next year with two All Pros in the first and second round. So maybe the same thing can happen with uh, with the Texans next year. They'll certainly have more picks. But Nate Hobbs, that makes sense. It would have been a cornerback to come out of this draft with. With no cornerback, uh,
1: <laughs> and you know, no no, no pass think, rusher,
3: no pass rusher, no cornerback. Uh, I don't know that Roy Lopez was the level of defensive lineman they were hoping to get. So we'll see. It's just this draft. Really, I think this draft, when it's when it's said and done, it's going to be known for Nico Collins and you know maybe a, a pretty good backup to low end starter and Davis Mills. That's it.
2: Well, maybe, uh, you know, they, they, he, I know he's no, he's no Blacklock, but maybe uh, Roy Lopez will be the, the next <laughs> big thing in that position.
3: Maybe uh, he will
2: be. Give me one or, one or two teams you think kind of won the draft yet, uh, this weekend.
3: Uh, I thought the Chargers did really well um, landing what I consider to be a bunch of starters. Uh, well, a bunch of players are going to make their roster. I liked what the Chargers did. I think it's enough to maybe – along with a little bit better luck to push them into some playoff contention because they had a bunch of close losses. I liked what the – I thought the Browns had some things fall in their lap. and They did a pretty good job. People seem to be going ballistic over how great the Bears draft was. It's an unusual thing because when we were in the middle of college football season, we were saying, man, Justin Fields got off to a good start, but he has not been good over the last three games with Indiana and you know, his game against uh, Northwestern, and there was a third game, too. He just didn't have it going very well, and then he had a good game, a really good game against Clemson, and then was just very, very so-so in the National Championship game. And now it's turned into generational talent, one of the greatest to, to, to ever come out of this draft, and blah, blah, blah. And then a guy in Tevin, Tevin Jenkins, who falls to the second round, and granted, he, he has first-round talent, but he fell out for a reason. And Now the Bears have the greatest draft of all. Um, Trading up, I thought it was, let me tell you why it's smart. It may buy Ryan Pace another year. It may buy Matt Nagy another year. Just to say, hey, guys, we don't want to rush him, we've got this coming down the chute. So we need to be patient here and continue to follow the process. They may have bought themselves both a couple more years, but I can tell you Chicago fans are going to want they're going to want Field to take over ASAP. They're not going to want Andy Dalton to be there for long.
2: What do you think of what Miami did? I thought Miami had a really Loved good it. draft. Loved it. I
3: think Miami's just killing it. I think they're taking all the Texans' picks and turning themselves into a into a legitimate big-time contender in the AFC if Tua can be a good player. Loved what they did. I thought that um, – I'm trying to remember who they had. And let's see. I liked Waddle. Who did they have in the second and third? Um But their their draft was very, very strong. I'm I'm blanking out here, but I've done so many of these shows that Miami and the way that they handled the draft and maneuvered around.
2: They they had Waddle, um, they had Jalen Phillips, and they had uh, Liam Eikenberg and uh, Hunter Long.
3: Yeah, they traded up for Eikenberg, who was, you know, that was a a need for him. So they were able to get Waddle, still get that tackle. They didn't have to panic. They got Austin Jackson on the left side. So they got their tackle. They got... um, You know, Jalen Waddle, who was their playmaker, and then they got the pass rusher in Jalen Phillips, and you mentioned Hunter Long was another position that they wanted to fill the tight end. So they're filling positions while at the same time maneuvering around the draft and giving themselves a chance to be viable, strong players in each draft over the last four years. It's amazing what they've been doing, I think.
2: How did Lance Zerline grade out as a mock drafter? How much heat have you gotten? (laughs) Did you suck terribly again, or did you do all right?
3: No, I did okay. You can go to the huddle report. I was just okay this year, but I finished, I think, second in the top 100. All right. Um, yeah, I'm toward the top of all the national people. So if you go to thehuddlereport.com, you can actually see. It's kind of, for a lot of people, you may not know about it, but a ton of people, a ton of the mock drafts are graded there. And there's a certain scoring system they have there. But, you know, the one I like is – is um the top 100 because you have to predict who the top 100 players are going to be who are going to be drafted. And so um, it's got a five-year running average, so I'm, I'm doing okay in both of those. You can you can go look at it. I mean, I don't, I, I don't care about mock drafts as much as having the evaluations about players be accurate.
2: Is it also true that you own the website, thehuddlereport.com?
3: I'm, not, I'm a co-owner.
2: Oh, I'm not okay. an owner. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lance Erlein, uh NFL Network's Lance Zerline, the HuddleReport.com's Lance Zerline. <laughs> here I'm on the bench, 7 to 10, uh, Monday through Friday here on our station. Appreciate the time, Lance, and enjoy some uh, some much-deserved much rest and relaxation, man. All
3: right. Thanks, guys.
1: We'll see you. All right. Hey, uh, I need to tell you guys about new breaks. And, hey, man, if you're going to do some traveling this summer, Now's the time to go and get your brakes fixed. And the good thing about it is you don't have to go anywhere because New Brakes, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com, is going to come to you. And we've had so many blitzers reach out and say, man, I use New Brakes. They were great. Uh, I save money. They were so helpful. They were quick. They took care of it. They even told me about some other things on on, on my truck. But brakes is what they do, and it's all they do. And Jake and the gang over there, they love to take care of blitzers. And you're going to save 20 to 50%. Off of what you would pay at a shop or a dealer on average. And you don't have to go and sit there for a couple hours. You can do it at home. If you're at work, they'll come there. They're certified experienced brake technicians. And it's backed by a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty. Here's the best part. Just go to NewBreaks.com. You're going to get a transparent, surprise-free repair quote. They're going to get right back to you. They'll set everything up. And then they will come and take care of you. That's dot com. Mention ESPN 10% off. Newbreaks.com.
0: Push the butt through the pain. Dropped enough tears to fill up a fillip a fuck. a bugger. How about a chopper? This is the Blitz. The Blitz. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
1: And we're back. I want to give something away. On behalf of DreamWorks Animation and their series Gabby's Dollhouse, the number one kid's show streaming now on Netflix, and Wicked Good Cupcakes, we are teaming up to celebrate Mother's Day with the perfect gift for mom. So uh caller 5 at 558. wins a four pack of cupcake jars themed to the show as a special treat for mother's day weekend visit wickedgoodcupcakes.com to order a specialty gabby's dollhouse themed mother's day gift pack which includes your choice of jar flavors along with a pack of gabby's dollhouse character cards and stick-on earrings gabby's dollhouse is now streaming on netflix Uh, all right okay so uh let's do a zadok jeweler's gem of the day the gem
2: of the day. It's the gem of the day. The Panarch Jeweler gem of the day.
1: All right. I have a hypothetical for you because uh, this is one of those polls that, that sometimes we, uh, we talk about them and, you know, turns out that we either agree with them or we don't. Okay. When we're going to Britain, where 67% of men in Britain... Say they would rather die 10 years earlier than give up meat. So 10 years? 10 years.
2: I think I would too.
1: I think I would too. Yep. So,
2: well, theoretically, one of us should say no. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd rather. <laughs> I, We're I not mean, British British pansies. Yeah, what do I mm. do with those last 10 years? Eat a bunch of turnips? No. Sounds terrible. If I have to give up brisket, nope, life ain't worth it. Have eggplant? No.
1: I want a steak, bub uh here's another one more than one in 20 men surveyed also said they'd rather go to jail than stop eating meat Mm, for
2: how long it doesn't say it just says they'd go to jail i I think those guys haven't been to jail yeah i mean one night in the drunk tank i take yeah but i mean like would you rather live in jail and have them serve you meat or live on the outside and not have meat i think i'd live on the outside and not have meat if that was the choice but I'd much rather just die 10 years earlier and not have to Yeah, and
1: forget that one. I, I, don't, I don't want to go to Shawshank. Yeah.
2: I think uh, that would be uh, prison. I think over a year is prison. Jail is anything under a year. Not least. always. Not and, always. Don't you watch uh, 30 days in or 60 days in? Have no. you ever seen this? Oh, boy. Some of those people are there for a year and a half, two years. Sometimes
1: it takes forever to get to trial. Yep. The survey of 2,000 people uh, found both men and women viewed diets that excluded meat as more feminine. Yeah, obviously. So if you don't eat meat, you're a bitch. Basically, Kinda yes. Kind of what that says. Yeah. So, uh... yacht. Some men and women consider a plant-based diet in exchange for certain health benefits, which I don't know what that means, like maybe more sex. <laughs> anyway, that's your Zadock Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of
2: the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day.
1: Uh, that was a real on Twitch. Jail and meat don't belong in the same sentence. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. So uh, before I get to this, we we have a, a little bit of a programming switch up this week for the people. Uh, we'll be here today and tomorrow. Yes. And then uh, both of us are going to take a few days off for different reasons. But uh, um, so I, I think we got Creighton in one day.
2: Patrick Creighton's gonna do Wednesday. Moneyline with uh Jerry Bowen and Josh Jordan are gonna be in here on Thursday. And uh Fred Davis will be in here on Friday. Nice,
1: nice. So uh
2: Freddie D, they call him.
1: So you'll still get a Fred. Yeah. Maybe even a better one. I don't know. I don't know. But Aaron Aaron, you're here the whole time, right? Yep, I'll be here. Okay. So see, it's it's still a blitz. But uh yeah, just uh I've got a few things I've gotta get done on the, the website and You know, need, need, need a few days off and kind of like I need to do a few more days like I did yesterday where I just sat and watched Netflix and drank all day and played with the dogs and not think, but
2: well, I am going to go and test my, uh, my vaccine is what I'm going to do. That's my big plan. I'm going to go somewhere where I, you know, take some risks. That's all I'm about.
1: Mm -hmm. There you go. (laughs) Don't go licking toilets. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, I'll tell you what, it was no risk when I went and saw Dr. Linville. As uh, I, I, when I first met him, I was, they, I had gone to a couple other places about getting my hair restored and it was all cheesy stuff, man. I was like, Oh, well we can do hair plugs or we can do like a wig. And so by the time I got around to Dr. Linville, I was like, man, I, I don't think I'm doing this. He goes, Oh no, no, here's what we do. We take the hair off the back of your head. We do what's called a neograph procedure. It's your own hair. We just put it where it's missing and it looks natural because it's your hair. It's not hair plugs. It's not any of that. And I'm saying, okay, that, that sounds kind of interesting. Does it work? And he goes, well, look at my hair. Yeah. His hair looked fantastic. He had it done, too. He can redraw your hairline. There's all kinds of things that he can do to make your hair look better. If you go to 975hair.com, free consultation for the ESPN listeners, and just hear what he has to say because uh, he just does such a great job. He just wants to help people out, wants to help the blitzers, wants to help people like you and me and even himself. 975hair.com. Get your hair back today.
0: These are my people, these are my friends. She grabbed my face, and that's what she said. I like that you broke, you broke, you like me. ESPN 975.